Anyway, how was your weekend? It wasn't bad, other than a sick child, but... Interesting nonetheless. What about yours? You didn't do anything fun? Uh, Friday had to do... No, not Friday. Saturday had dinner at my, uh, my parents. And for the holiday season, we were painting... We did paintings of holiday scenes. I did... If you ask Santa, if you ask Sawyer, I made Spider Claws. Okay. Basically, Spider Man with a with a Santa hat. All right, so he's the critic. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Yes. Our weekend was good. We had a wedding on Friday, Ooh. and then we spent the rest of the weekend just hanging out. Sounds like a good plan to me. It was cool. Where was the wedding? Uh, Situate, right? Yeah, wedding was in Situate. No, Cohasset. No, Cohasset, sorry. In this area. You said something and it didn't pick it up. Uh, From what I saw, it was nice. Uh, Except that it was raining all weekend, so it was hard to see. (laughs) Yeah, that's the downside. This weekend sucked for weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's part partly to blame as to how where Sawyer got sick too. Could be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, very cold and rainy is not a not a good combination. Yeah, because it was supposed to be a because Buttonwood was doing um, a Santa Claus event weekend, and mm-hmm. we were supposed to go Sunday, but Sawyer was a little under the weather. I'm like, ah. Yeah, we're not bringing Yeah. Not worth it. Poor kid. I just thought... I, not that I thought that I forgot, but, like, we still need to finish putting the Gundams together, too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the waist and the leg, <laughs> and then put the rest of it together. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> the box is right in front of me. All that shit's downstairs for me. <laughs> What that one leg took, what, 15 minutes alone? Jesus. I want it. And like I said, this is the longest build I've had, and that's surprising for a high grade. Mm hmm. Had before that took me an hour, hour and a half at tops. I don't know what to tell you there. <laughs> hey, I'm not complaining. It's, I'm getting my money's worth out of it. Now you need to get another one that's even more involved. <laughs> those those ones get expensive. <laughs> yeah. Not doing it. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after a few more high grades then after that if I feel if I feel uh I feel like it's worth it, I'll go for it. Feeling froggy. I, is that her playing in the background? That music? That's loud. I can hear it. Hey, dear. You need to load. She doesn't have to turn down. She doesn't have to. I just can hear it very clearly. Thank you. Well, if you can hear it. Hi, Callie. You can hear it over the headphones, then, yeah. It's not interrupting anything. 
Speaking of games, have you played anything fun lately or just more Dreamlight? More Dreamlight and more uh, of the slime game, pretty much. Still on the slime game. <laughs> Is there a Christmas event going on, I'm guessing? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, though my... What's annoying me about it is the RNG for these for those pulls at this point are horrible. Sure, the stats aren't very different, but usually if I'm pulling on the monthly event, I can at least get one of the characters within five pulls. The... Um, advertised characters for that for that event pulled about 10 times and i haven't gotten a single thing yeah, pulling 10 times to get some slime i gotcha it's gross <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad life but i gotta do it <laughs> I, you have fun with that oh. <laughs> what about you what have you been up uh, um, I am playing more of the new Destiny season, which is actually a lot more fun and balanced, it feels like now. It's actually interesting. And they made a cool change, too, where I feel like they should implement this for some other playlists, and a lot of the community is echoing it, too, where the seasonal playlist that you do is five levels higher than you are, so it's actually a challenge. Okay. So there's no over-leveling for any of the stuff. No matter what level you go in, it's always five above you. I thought... Don't get me wrong. I thought um, at least it might have just only been the Destiny part. I thought the missions scaled to your level. Supposed to, anyway. There are, there are certain level caps to certain playlists and things. Um, like GMs or Grandmaster Nightfalls, they're like... I think the seasonal cap right now is 1600 okay. I'm guessing. And I think those cap out at like 1590 Um the, the new dungeon that came out is 1580 or so, 1570, 1580 or something like that. So this is more like akin to Destiny 1's heroic playlist, where it's a little bit tougher than you are no matter what level you go in, so it actually provides a challenge. But besides that, I'm playing more of the DLC for Vampire Survivors and uh, High on Life, since we talked about that. And how's that back going? I like it. It's funny. But uh, I'm glad that they implemented a setting to turn down the speaking, because at first when they didn't, it was too much. It's funny if you like that kind of stuff, but like constant talking and trying to be funny is not funny. Starts to get pushy. Starts to get annoying, <laughs> but it, it, the game itself is pretty. It's really interesting. And not to get ahead of ourselves on the dock, but it's it's now currently. I didn't add it in lately, but today it hit number one on Game Pass alone. Oh. It beat out Minecraft finally, <laughs> and it's only been out for like a week. Well, I've got to get bored of Minecraft at some point. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Minecraft's got a lot of staying power. Especially with the amount of versions that they have of it, or what you can and can't do. You can do so much in that game. <laughs> the PC version is still like the best one, because you can mod it. I see you looking at the doc. Do you want to intro the, the, the episode before we get into it? 
I was just getting my thing blacked out. Oh, it went to sleep? Yeah. Smack it. Wake it up. Gotta finesse it a little. <laughs> Do you want to intro the show this time, or you want me to? <laughs> sure, why not? Today on this episode of ASMR... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the name of the podcast being ASMR. No, goddammit. <laughs> the stand for assholes make recordings. Okay. Yep, that's perfect. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is the Ramble Pack Co- podcast. Wow, holy shit. I screwed that up. <laughs> the Ramble Podcast. Pass. I'm your host, Mike, and this is my co host, Adam. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drinking. You're not supposed to be doing that. I'm drinking my water. I, I don't drink. I'm drinking my water. <laughs> that is water. <laughs> Do you remember what episode number we're on? Because I think it's 18. I believe you are correct, sir. No, we're on 19. Last week's was 18. Oh, oh. oh damn. I know. We're a week off. Last week was talking about the Game Awards and the FTC Sue and Microsoft. Doing everybody. Yeah. You want to start off with that one? Since we brought it up? Sure, why not? Uh, so uh, I, you, you say sue, but I, I would say that they're not suing them. They brought they brought um, charges against them, and instead of fighting it or going to court, it, instead of them suing them and going to court, Epic was just like, yeah, fuck it, we'll just pay the thing. Right. But go ahead. Um, yeah, basically, if people don't know what we're talking about, um, Epic fined um, was fined five hundred and twenty million over accusations that it exposed young kids to potential harm over Fortnite. Um, so basically, the violation is that they failed to conform um, conform over the. COPA, uh, Children's Online Pri- uh, Privacy Protection Act. Um, basically using their information, pairing them up with teens, uh, people they don't know. Supposedly um, exposing them to dangerous and psychological tra- traumatizing issues um, and ha- failed to introduce adequate parental controls. Um, so when Fortnite first came out, there was a lot of issues with, uh, kids buying like V bucks or whatever without parental consent, basically, because everybody wanted to have the skins and everything. So that was one thing that they didn't crack down on at first. Uh, what sucks too, is that they're kind of lumping in just typical online play because there's no, oh, what is it? There's not different pools or different servers that you can set up for like younger kids versus older kids online play is never governed by like the esrb or anything like that Mm. so once you get in you're kind of exposed to whoever has got voice chat enabled so i feel like that would be a tough thing for them to actually do and implement but i get it i get it but at the same time there's a reason why there's like memes and stuff about People, uh, grade school kids talking about owning your mother to kick your ass in a game. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I think these kids know what they're doing type of thing, and if their parents... I think it, this is along the lines of, and I could be wrong, it's more, I understand what the what they're trying to do. This is also comes down to parents, again, needing to do their job. Being more attentive. Right, because if your kids are, if your kids are being subjected to this stuff, if your kids are that young and should be like can't tell the difference type of thing mm-hmm. you probably should be sitting with them paying attention and not just letting them be on a game on the flip side of that there were a handful of parents that would sit there and play with their kids or like coach them with things too because it was so big and kids were super into it right no, it's anyway. that I think it's that type of thinking where, like, this is along. This is where, and not not to get political. This is where. Here we go. Parents have uh, you. People want to talk about parents needing control and stuff like that. This is one of those times. Saying what your kids do. Start there before you start talking about what they learn in school. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. Okay. <laughs> So as part of that five hundred and twenty million, apparently they have to pay two different fines. What was two hundred and forty five million against their in game store and refund systems and another two hundred and seventy five to address the privacy concerns. And then I don't see how how do you address the privacy concerns? Kids are kind of probably just setting up stuff on their back end. And like I told you earlier, like part of this was coming from their own internal people who were working on the game because there was calls for this before that from, I guess, concerned parents and people who were working on the game. Yeah. And the higher-ups just ignored it. You know, they took the complaints, was like, that's cool, we'll work on it, and just never worked on it at all or addressed it. So it's probably smarter on them to just take this and pay the fine and work on something and show that they're working on it rather than trying to fight it because with with all the allegations, they don't really have a good fight or a good argument in that fight. That I just... Uh, as far as privacy concerns, I don't know how you can go about privacy, to be honest. Because if you... Let's say you pull, like, an age restriction on something. Perfect example, Facebook. You technically have to be, what, 16, 18? Supposed to be? I thought it was 13. Is it 13? I thought it was older than that. Beats me. I don't know. But... That was around when Facebook first came out. I'm old. <laughs> I know that, like, uh, those type of websites have age restrictions, and kids are just going to fake their age that they can access it. They're not that stupid. Is, that is a thing, too, yeah. Kids are a lot smarter than people give them credit for. So damn sure. Look at our kids. So he knows how to work the Roku better than I do. Mm-hmm. Since you brought up Facebook, do you want to talk about Meta and John Carmack leaving? Yeah, why not? Uh, do you know who John Carmack is? Not really, but then again, I wasn't big on Facebook, to be honest. Um, he didn't come from Facebook, though. Yeah, that, when I was reading up, um, uh, he was one of the co-founders of Oculus, and um, surprisingly, it, yeah. ironically... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he 
he was really big into VR when it was coming out, so he joined Oculus and Meta to uh, push that forward. But yes, he came from ID. Uh, yeah. Um, crap. Uh, he's he was on the job for what? Did they say twenty? I want to. Was it him? Twenty thirteen. Yeah. But that's a long freaking time. He he was there for a long time, and he was a pretty big proponent for VR, which is kind of surprising. Considering the games that he worked on and stuff, for him to switch and go, I want to do VR. But it, I mean, it worked out for him considering what the, what is it, the Oculus Quest and stuff that came out. If you haven't played any of things like that, those are a ridiculous piece of technology. They're fun. I haven't tried them. I want to. I know it's, but uh, no, oh, it's got to be that immersive to like if it's tricking people. Throwing off their senses that badly. Um, well, you usually have to um, not sync it. What's the right word I'm trying to think of? Lose my words. You're supposed to set it up so that way it doesn't do that. <laughs> but then again, some people can't handle VR either. It just throws them off no matter what. Right. I'm just... I like the idea of VR, and I'm, uh, I am I want to say I'm in the same stance as Tim, where it's going to be a big thing. It's at the same time. I it's also finding its footing now. Huh? Uh, VR is finding its footing finally. Right. I, and I don't blame him for his gripes on what he was leaving. So what gripes you want to ramble yeah. through some of these at uh, the name of the podcast? <laughs> uh, basically, um, uh, gripes he's having is that uh, it's taking it's basically taking too long for VR to get to where where he believes it should be. And the way they're handling it is insufficient. And, oh, he has uh, he has a higher position, or had a higher position uh, uh, before step, stepping down. Nobody was taking his suggestions seriously. Uh, doing as he asked type of thing. Uh, so he's stepping back at that point and went on to his own ventures at that point. And not saying that it's a... Uh, not saying that that's the reason why, but apparently they're laying... They announced that they're laying off 11,000 people or 11,000 employees. <laughs> I didn't know this. Either. They lost $9.4 billion in the first month of this year. Yeah, that... The first nine months of this year. Sheesh. That's the whole point of it. He Zuckerberg got his ass handed to him, and when they had the well, he's been that. pushing that fucking meta stuff the whole time. Like, check out our space, and it just looks like shit. Right. I'm wondering how how different would it have been had they listened to John, or if things had been the way he said they should have been. Dude knows his stuff when it comes to things like that, so. Probably should have listened if they didn't. Pretty much. Um, I know it's never gonna happen, but it would be cool to get somewhere near the idea of online or those those type of anime where it goes or it'd be neat. Um, oh, and oh, oh, wow! And apparently, the uh, 
not a specific number, but they expect the losses from the, the Oculus to grow significantly year over year in 2023. Mm-hmm. So. Gross. As if they haven't lost enough. Not so. The the next I I can see the next couple of years not being good for between uh, Facebook and the metaverse, between Musk and Twitter, and all that. The next couple of years are not going to be good for social media at all. Probably not. That's okay. We don't need it. Yes, we do. No, we don't. Oh. oh, well, we do. We need to get our word out there, but <laughs> social media is bad for you. You need the social media, people. Come on. <laughs> you have to listen. <laughs> See, this is why it's important to have your own space on a website. Or what am I trying to say? Your own space on the internet, like your own website or something so that people can go there for your shit. Not social medias. Ooh, actually. That's why we need to get building a website. I know it's not about uh, has nothing to do with video games, but um, we're talking about like the social medias and stuff like that. You heard about um, Musk banning, uh, banning or canceling accounts that reference other social media websites now. Yeah, he's already walked that back too. See? Yeah. That was quick. I just read that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> You're like ten hours behind. Apparently, Jesus Christ, because <laughs> what he uh, he banned the account of one of his big, biggest uh, defenders uh, just because they mentioned Mastodon. Yeah, and he uh, banned those accounts as Twitter's too, like Mastodon's accounts. Um, oh fuck, what was the other ones too? It's like all those other social medias that are up and coming because people are switching to them now. He's banning their accounts from Twitter. I get his reasoning, but that's stupid. I'm sorry. It's like a petulant child. Right. It's not... Nothing... It, it's, it can only be good things coming from, like, everybody sharing their their content with each other. Exactly. You look at YouTubers, they're saying, check us out on, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It, it makes you wonder what he's scared of. If he's trying to ban all these things and saying, no, you stay here. Right. And this is, Man. and that's the, fun, the funny part. Where uh, before he he bought Twitter, he was like, he was the biggest uh, he was the biggest proponent of not stifling free speech. Isn't that essentially free speech? Free for me, not for thee. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. Um, and oh, we talked uh, when we talked about the game awards last week. Apparently, they had uh, all-time high viewership this as all the other years. Yeah, Jeff Keighley came out and said that they had a where I lost the thing on the page. A hundred and three million streams. It's nuts. That's crazy considering the growth. Did you uh, check out the numbers from his tweet? I didn't see like how much it's grown. Uh, I didn't see it from his tweet, but from the article I read, uh, it was mentioned 308,000 times. Uh, day of the event, 103 million live streams, across 30 digital networks, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook. Amit, they got it. 
well, trying to find the picture again, but there was, um, it started off only like 10 million and then like 22 million and then jumped to 30 and 50 and ended up at 103 million now. Ooh. Mike. Ah. Look up. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows Meg popped into the screen and scared me. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, from last year, they're up 20% alone. That's nuts. Of viewership. So, yeah. And, it's and only getting better, I guess? Much. And just so people can be clear, when they're talking about, like, streams and stuff like that, talking about, like, the... Not to be confused with how the viewership is counted with television. It's the amount of times it's been played. So it could have been could have been played multiple times by a single person, but still, that's a that's a significant number, though. Well, this is talking about live streams alone, like Shit. while it was going on. Mm -hmm. Damn. Never mind. <laughs> Did you? I'm sorry. I already forgot. Did you list off some of the digital networks that he used? Because obviously it was like Twitch and YouTube, but then he also used um, Steam's live streaming service. I guess um, apparently they had things on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok Live, and Instagram. Also, the thing that got me was Steam, but they were doing that Steam Deck giveaway too. Right. What I'm saying, like, even though they had their organic streamers, where which people were going to be watching to begin with. But yeah, like rehosting. Right. But at least the uh, them doing those giveaways, they're expecting was one of the reasons why they had uh, as big of a boost as they did. Yeah. Well, on Steam alone, it was uh, it peaked at eight hundred fifty thousand concurrent viewers. So. Holy shit! Nice chunk of fandom there. <laughs> And then they were also saying that um, they did, as far as voting and stuff like that, um, they did used voting sites like game, uh, GameAwards.com, Billy Billy in China, the Game Awards Discord. Dilly Dilly. <laughs> now, I thought Billy Billy was an, anim an animation company. So how the hell did they hold? I have no idea. I just said dilly dilly like the Bud Light commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah, I could have sworn Billy Billy was um uh, an anima an animation company because if you go watch on Crunchyroll, like um, what the hell's the name of the damn show? It's something King. It's me. King. Ah. Uh. King. You'll see, you'll see, like Billy Billy at the at the beginning is like advertisements of the production company. Hmm. That's news to me. Uh, I don't keep up with like animation station companies. <laughs> no idea. But since you since we're talking about numbers and stuff, here's a good surprise: Sonic Frontier sold two and a half million copies worldwide. How? I don't know. I, I was poking around Reddit and th that thread came up and people were like, how did it do this with this game being as, I don't want to say crappy, but like 
how they were like, it's going to be fast, but then it halts progress. And it looks like this and you have to do this, but then it goes another way. It's just like, how did, how did it sell that much? People liked it. <laughs> I guess, like I said, I'm not going to pay full price on it. I'll try it. I, I can't, I'm sorry. I can't really knock it until I actually try it, but I'm not going to pay full price for the game. It must have struck some sort of nerve for people for them to buy it. Maybe it's the fact that Yuji Naka is not involved in this one. Can't get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> he bet on the wrong horse. <laughs> he backed the wrong pony. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, I see you added something new. I didn't even know about that. They're receiving uh, a free DLC roadmap for 2023. Or that... Uh, Follows news earlier this month, Sonic Frontiers would be receiving free DLC roadmap for 2023. They're getting a jukebox photo mode, new story content, and more. What? <laughs> and you're getting a free holiday suit DLC next week. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. That's cool, though. Yeah. That's I know that they had DLC planned, but I didn't know like they had a roadmap for free DLC. Listen, if it's as much, as much of a grape as we give them, if they're if they're willing to do that, I'm I, that's pretty cool. They don't have to do that they're, if they're willing. By all means, yeah. with the amount of crap that they've been getting on the game, man. Leaving off of that, I can go two different ways. I can either talk about Destiny 2's season and their event that's going on now, or we could talk about The Witcher 3's update, like oh. their next gen stuff. I wonder which one you want to talk about. <laughs> I'll talk about both. I did play the next-gen update, too, after uh, my Witcher 3 game updated. It's so pretty. Yeah. It looks so nice. It runs so well now, too. It's like a whole new game. I'm seriously, when I find some time, I'm going to play through it all again. Playing it on the Xbox version, or are you playing... Uh... Yeah, Xbox One. Xbox One X, specifically. You're not, you're not running into any of the issues that the PC people are running into, huh? Nope. It's only PC, apparently. Consoles are perfectly fine. Both Sony, or Sony, fuck me. PlayStation and Xbox, both. No issues. It's the PC ones. Why? Uh, I don't know. It's just been a lot of crashing and stuttering, I guess. But uh, just over the weekend, they got it fixed with no problem. I think they pushed the patch out this morning. Like, either late last night or early this morning. So, it's back to normal. Everything's working. No alarms! Everything's safe. It's that, a good turnaround time for them, but they're pretty good about pushing out patches to make things work. I'm just, I'm just surprised it's the it was the problem was with the PC version because usually the PC versions get the more uh, I'm wrong. They tend to get more um, more of the white glove care. To be honest, yes and no. Um, like if you look at a lot of the PlayStation ports in the early days, they were shit when they came to PC. It was terrible. And that's supposed to be like the ones that supposedly make it run better. But the problem with PC too is you have a lot of other variables when it comes to running games because everybody's setup is different. With consoles, it's just one setup and you build to that spec. But everybody's PC, you have to like have this setting here and you got to have this setup and make sure that this is compatible with that thing just to make things run. Fair enough. I didn't, th I didn't think of it that way. 
you, yep. If you don't have what you need, you're shit out of luck, buddy. <laughs> You'd be on my boat doing things from a tablet. <laughs> Until you get it fixed. I'm a cheap bastard. It's not going to get fixed anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure it out. Oh, but yeah, I'm glad that they fixed it that quick so that way PC players can continue to play. Hmm. It's pretty. It looks nice, runs nice. It's great. Especially with ray tracing on. Now, what is ray tracing, anyways? Uh, it's. I mean, the gist of it is that the graphics, like the shadows, the dithering, the light, um, the light textures and everything, mm -hmm. it looks like it's a real life thing. Okay. Basically, it it the light mimics how light would actually refract and bend around objects and stuff to give it realistic looking shadows and make it nice and pretty and shiny. So silver actually shines. The shadows are accurate and move like with the light. It looks like how a shadow would look basically on things. And everything is true to life color and things like that. Okay. Sense. Basically makes it look more realistic. And the explanation, sir. A gentleman Thank and you. a scholar. Let it be known that I just saluted Mike. <laughs> <gasps> That's all. Uh, and since I brought it up, I'll, I'll talk about Destiny 2. It's it's fun. The new season is great. Go play it. And the dawning event's going on where you get to make cookies for everybody. Nothing's changed there. Peace. You've been out of Destiny for a while. Yes, I have. I didn't even know you can make cookies. So when the dawning rolls around, it's their, ver their, version. <laughs> their equivalent of their Christmas event. And it runs from... What was, what was last week? I can't do math. Uh, the 13th. So it runs from the 13th till January 2nd mm -hmm. or January 3rd. And you basically, you have an oven in the game. Mm -hmm. You get it from Abuela or Grandma Ava. <laughs> She's just the nice old lady who used to sell shaders. And now she does a lot of event stuff. Uh, and you just play the game. Depending on how you play or what you do, you get certain ingredients like, uh, Balanced flavors, I think, is headshots on enemies. Uh, using swords or glaives gets you sharp flavor, and like using different elements gets you different different ingredients that way. Uh, and then you combine any two of the ingredients to make certain types of cookies with uh, dawning. What is it? Dawning spirit or dawning cheer? And pretty much all the NPCs that you interact with. Hello, kitty. Uh, you get to give them cookies. And sometimes you'll get a quote-unquote gift in return, and it can be like mats or weapons and things like that. And that's all you do. You just deliver cookies to people, and you get stuff in return. It's fun. <laughs> and you can do anything in the game to get those things, too. So it's not uh, locked behind anything. Cool. It's fun. Adds a little more to a pretty decent start to a season so far. Oh, and apparently this week the new exotics quest is going live. And this exotic has uh, three different catalysts, which usually you only get one, which adds extra things to guns. But this one's got three different ones you can swap between. Plus there's a couple, there's two different secrets going on in the game as well, where there's, uh, at the end of some lost sectors, there are uh, these pedestal pedestals, columns, computer terminals mm -hmm. that are like hockey, which is one of the brands of guns in it. Uh, it needs ciphers for the game, but you don't know how to get those. And the other thing is that there are these yellow floaty space balls just 
around different planets. Nobody knows what they do or how you interact with them. Okay. So hopefully all this gets answered tomorrow when the quest goes live. Just have fun. There's your Destiny update. <laughs> so yeah, got plenty to do in that game. Remember how I said there's not enough time to play all these things? Yeah, pretty much. Listen, I'm just still trying. I'm still trying to get all the freaking uh, um, holiday fish and uh, Dreamlight. Okay, I want my <laughs> Meg's taking over Dreamlight for me. She's trying to do all that stuff. <laughs> so it's like I go to work, she plays the game, then she goes to work, and then I play my stuff. Oh, uh, Callie told me. Uh, let her know. Callie told me as of Christmas Day. Um, they, you know how they changed the, in the castle, they decorated for Christmas and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. Christmas day up until like, I want to say for like a week, um, you'll actually be able to get presents from underneath the tree. Well, that's cool. Does it specify what they are? I try to remember what Callie told me it was. I think it's in food decorations uh some type of outfit um specifically what it no motifs with her i think it's pretty cool it is neat so i gotta ask you your opinion on yeah i'm assuming that you've watched it by now or at least read about it what do you think about hogwarts legacy didn't see the tra the uh any of the new stuff but um I think well, what's your take on it? Just knowing what uh what's in the doc. I think it's pretty cool. I, I remember from the last uh, the last trailer we wa uh, we watched when we talked about it that it looked awesome that you'd be able to do like the dark magic and stuff like that. Um which in that trailer you learn that it's based on a morality system. No shit. Okay. You make bad decisions, you can do more bad stuff, I guess. Kind of. I mean, I don't know how you affect your morality in that game unless, like, it's based on the way you respond to people or how you interact with people or what you do. Like, if you just attack people, maybe that affects it. No idea. But you can, yeah, learn the dark arts if your morale is low. Morality? If you're a bad guy. It'd be an asshole. But apparently you can, apparently from the trailer, you can just practice those for free in the battle arena which is a paid addition to the game. Did they say how much something like that was going to be? I think they did, but I don't remember where. I want to say it was either 5 or 15. Anything, somewhere in that range. Anything else included in that that they mentioned? Not that I know of. I would have to go back through it and check. Okay. If it's just that, 5 bucks might still be pushing it, in my opinion, but... Peace me, dude. If that's the case, I'll just be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any interest in that game? I think it'd be cool to look, uh, to look at because I know it's something that Cali would, uh, game Cali would definitely be into. Be cool. Yeah, <laughs> I know that she's a big Harry Potter fan. Absolutely. Um, so probably the only game that would probably get her to stop playing Dreamlight. Um, <laughs> what is what is finding weird is why they have it staggered releases such a big difference well they had to push some of those so that way they can actually work on the game more for those consoles 
That's why it's a staggered release. Uh, they put out a couple tweets saying that um, some of the dates were pushed so mm-hmm. that way they can put some more polish on the game, but the current gen games are pretty much ready to go. Oh, okay. So the so the delays are, and the other ones are ones that aren't able to handle it as well. Assuming. Right. I mean, that's what I'm going to assume. Basically, yeah, they're just going to optimize it, make it run better. So that way you're not buying something that they have to keep patching day one. Right, exactly. And at the very end of that, so I'm assuming the Switch's capabilities aren't as well as the PS4 and the Xbox? Xbox One? Nope. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, the Switch is a powerful little console, but it's definitely not on the same level as the Xbox and the PS5. Four, I mean the four and the one, the the five and the even the, then no. Which also which also makes a different well, uh, for the price point. Okay, never mind. I say what besides the fact that it being the ten uh, being Nintendo games that you're not gonna play anywhere else. At that point, would be the point in getting a Switch. The price it's, point, it's not bad. I'm gonna. I was going to say, to me, a Switch is basically like a Mario, Donkey Kong, Metroid, Legend of Zelda, Pokemon system. Right. You're buying it for those titles, basically, and then you'll buy the next one for the same thing. But the Switch has a lot of other games that come out for it, too. Especially now, they've opened it up to a lot of third-party developers who have made some pretty awesome games for it. So, definitely better than their previous ones. Very true. And now that it's now that they're basically combining their console system with the handheld system, so no more Game Boys and all that. One, which is sad. Game Boy was an amazing piece of technology. It was, but eventually, I could see that happening. Eventually, getting to the point where they're gonna be vice versa, working with each other. I mean, they dom- they dominated the handheld market. But it might have been hard for them to compete, too, with phones now, because mobile gaming is now gaming on your phone, basically. Pretty much. You And you can do so much with your phone, and the battery, especially with the way they've optimized battery life on phones, yeah. the issue the console game, uh, the handheld consoles had, especially like PSP and all them, yeah, it was awesome graphics, but the battery didn't last long. Has always been the issue yeah. and why Game Boy was so good. Because it was fun games, but it wasn't that heavy on the power consumption. That phone solved that issue and it made it obsolete, in my opinion, anyways. Yeah, well, they're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think they know what they're doing. Absolutely. <laughs> but they got money in that dope. I'll say this since we mentioned the Switch, let's uh, talk about the new Final Fantasy announcement. Uh, the Pixels. The uh, Pixel Remaster. Which games are included in that, Mike? It's one, uh, it's one through six, isn't it? Yes, it is. And what systems does it come out for, Mike? I love DM. 
No, not all of them. Switch and PS4, which can be bundle or individually. Bundles are starting at 75 bucks. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's the grossest thing to me is their their collector's edition was over 200 bucks and a bundle of all six of them is somehow $75 for the console. Yeah. And not surprising me anymore. If you go onto uh, on Square's website and try to like buy merch and stuff like that, it's grossly overpriced. Their consoles oh, yeah. and masters and stuff like that, and collectors editions. Nah, I'm good. I mean, I wouldn't if I like the game enough. I wouldn't mind buying a collector a collector's edition for like the art book. What is wrong with me? Collector's edition for the art book. That price? No, not at that price. Hell no. I mean, let, let's say this: if they put all six of those games together with something like the art book and some other things, and made it seventy-five bucks, sure, that's more enticing. The game, the game at seventy-five bucks, the games with the art book, I could say yes. At two hundred and fifty-nine dollars, a chance in hell. Well, what all comes in the collector's edition? Do you know? Uh, let's see. Uh, fiscal anniversary edition. Let's go. I also didn't know that they just hit 35 years old on the 18th. Birthday! That's Final Fantasy as a series, right? Final Fantasy as a series. Uh, let's see. Contents. Final Fantasy 1 through 6 collection game package. Is the one through six pixel rem uh, pixel remaster, thirty fifth anniversary edition, uh, the goods box, uh, a lenticular sleeve for the game package, ooh, a two disc vinyl record set. That's actually interesting. Art of Final Fantasy one through six pixel re uh, pixel. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> you keep saying pistol. <laughs> uh, Final and, Fantasy Bang Bang and a pixel uh, pixel figure set just bonus collection and particular sleeve yeah like you said uh, I don't know you think all that's worth $260 I don't know you must have to really like the old Final Fantasy right I'm trying to think what the figures, because it's not like it's a detailed figure either. No, it's the pixelized forms from certain games of the characters. Right, exactly. It's n <sighs> it's a statuette. I can understand like the Final Fantasy VII remake having like the statuette of maybe uh, Tifa or Cloud with the modus uh, with uh, riding Fenrir. Um, just stuff I could sort of understand them upcharging it, and even then, that's kind of pushing it. Mm -hmm. But, I, I don't, I've never seen a physical, these figures in person, so. I think we, and this picture probably doesn't do it justice either. Probably not, 
but I'm sure we can easily make that with something. Maybe. Now, uh, you see people do that with, what the hell's those called? Those little bead things that they iron together. Oh, fuck. Why you do this to me? I know what you're talking <laughs> about, too. Yeah. Ugh. I th I'm not going to think about it. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. I used to do those when I was a kid. I remember doing them, too, and I'm just like, I don't remember the damn name. Like, that's what it reminds me of, and I think we would suffice the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. worth it to you people. Go for it. Uh, it's not worth it to me. I, I wouldn't. I think they sold out already, like, as soon as it went live. Holy shit. Yeah. You know that there's always going to be whales for certain games. Uh-huh. And strokes from folks, people. <sighs> on the on the topic of Sony and new games and stuff like that, uh... oh, I don't know where you're going with that. It could go a couple different ways. <laughs> oh no, I'm going for uh, 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 Spider-Man Two announcement coming out in the fall 2023. Not what I thought you were going to talk about. All right. Oh, are you talking about the, the, the Sony Microsoft thing? Oh, we, yeah. We, <laughs> we, can move, we can move on to that after. Cause... Okay. Um, but yeah, Insomniac finally announced that Spider-Man 2 will launch on PlayStation 5 in the fall. Everybody knew it was coming, but they finally told us when. <laughs> uh, the developer... Uh, they reassured fans the release window in October, um, but people are still concerned that it'll slip into 2024. But we'll see how it is. Oh, it's Hopefully not, but it's always a possibility. Even if it does, um, uh, even the voice, uh, the villain's voice actor, is saying that the game, uh, the game's full, is going to be full of stuff that we're going to be. In, uh, be interested in so hopefully they do delay it i mean if the first one is anything to go off of yeah oh absolutely keep it on par go for it if you have to delay it one more time oh no second guessing for I, me I, I think we've made it very clear that we're big proponents of you do it get it done so that way it's done well take your time right. do what you need to do exactly don't fuck around, but ah, if you need to, yeah, do what you got to do. <laughs> uh, All right, since we mentioned it, <laughs> talk more about the FTC shit. Yeah. Uh, well, it was uh, Bloomberg that brought this story out, I think, right? Yes. Talking about how Microsoft offered uh, Sony to put Call of Duty on their PS Plus to appease them as well. Right. Just trying to sweeten that pot a little bit more. So, uh, Sony right now is still one of the one of the biggest proponents to uh, this being a thorn in their side about this. And what kills me, and and people are finally realizing it now too, is that they're only using Call of Duty. They're forgetting that it's it's Activision, Blizzard, and King. The makers of Candy Crush. They have so many other. They they want to ac acquire them for like the mobile front because they don't 
have a good foothold there. King would be their foot in the door for mobile gaming. Plus, they could probably pair it with like uh, xCloud and things like that to bring their cloud gaming in other forms or in other places. They're only focused on Call of Duty, and I'm assuming they're doing that because Call of Duty is such a huge thing that brings in so much money for them alone. When Microsoft keeps saying that they're not going to keep it from them and take it off their shit. There's one, there's one thing from saying, and there's another thing having it in writing, and even then... They, get, I mean, they put it out in the public. They have it in writing now. I mean, it's not a contract, but you know that there would be a huge uproar from a lot of people if they turned around and said, well, we got it. Don't need you anymore. Wouldn't be the, fir- wouldn't be the first time a, ma- uh, a major company ba- backed out on what they were saying. Look at Disney and Netflix. Yeah, but if they're telling that to the FTC and then they turn around and say no after they acquire it, they could probably get in a lot of trouble. Sure, but once everything's all said and done, I don't think the FTC can do anything after that other than find the shit out of them. They can go in and break up the companies. I mean, that's what they're looking at doing with Ticketmaster right now. No shit. Uh, It's become a monopoly. The the only thing that they can really do to try to fix that is break up the companies that they've acquired. If that's what's got to happen, then that's what's got to happen because that shit's ridiculous. And they're using that. They're using Call of Duty as an example of that. They're afraid that it would create like a stranglehold on the gaming industry for in favor of Microsoft. Actually, now that you mentioned the Ticketmaster thing, uh, if they do, one of the worries is if they try to do something similar. Like right now, because um, Cali ended up um, was one of the people that ended up getting screwed the first time around as far as the tick uh, as far as tickets was concerned. She got a follow-up email and was able to get tickets for the show, the Gillette nice. show. Um, what got me, and when she pointed this out, was they, they did the offer and was like, okay, what's the price range or whatever, and we'll see what we have available. Price range didn't include a master's fees. Of course not, because that's like another $100 on top of the ticket. Uh-huh. She was uh, it was saying something around like forty dollars a ticket, if not more. And I'm like, are you yep. are you effing serious? You guys fucked up, and then you're still gonna talk. You're gonna top, of course, by adding more fees. I don't even remember paying. And we and we use Ticketmaster to get. Uh, I know we're getting on top, off topic here. We use Ticketmaster to get uh, tickets to go watch uh, Gabriel Iglesias at Foxwoods. Mm-hmm. I know I paid fees per ticket, but no, nowhere near forty dollars a freaking ticket. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Doing. That's how they get you. If the show gets canceled, I'm getting my uh, I'm getting my refund either with either which way. Uh. <laughs> You're good. But I, I'm. I can see that happening, and I think that's what the uproar like. With um, the fight, be- the real fight between Twitter and Apple, and Apple was putting up a stink. Uh, not Apple, uh, Twitter. Uh, Musk was putting up a stink about Apple pulling from their their store, threatening to pull it off the the App Store. It wasn't because of violations of terms and agreements. It was because he didn't want to pay, didn't want to pay their fees. Makes sense. 
I think the I think it, that might be more along the lines of it. To be honest, but mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, Sony ain't doing too well right now across the board. So they're making a lot of weird decisions and picking fights where I it just doesn't make sense for them to do so. But I don't see them giving into this Call of Duty deal at all. I think it would take something really massive for them to be like, yeah, okay, sure. But I just I don't see that happening. Right. But at the end of the day, it's not really up to them. If uh, if the regulatory board say okay, then it's gonna happen. Right, because uh, at this point, what uh, one of the biggest proponents against them, uh, Brazil. They're one, if I'm not mistaken, they're one of the biggest hard asses, and they're already saying, "Yeah, go for it." Yep, they got a lot of people back, and even if they're a little trepidatious about it, they they still said it's not anti-competitive. So, just waiting to see what happens. Pretty much. <laughs> so I appreciate you added more flavor to this next story because I I didn't know anything about this dude really, except that he was there since uh, Warcraft's inception. So. The fact that you added more stuff about him is interesting. Same. He's, this is not. This is. This is where I was getting confused with the uh, guy from earlier. Um. Oh, John Carmack. Yeah. But uh, what Adam's alluding to at this point is uh, Chris Mentz. He is rejoining Warcraft as a t- uh, as development team creative advisor. Um. If you guys don't know, Chris he. Metzen? Is it Metz or Metzen? I apologize if I'm butchering names here, people. Um, yeah, English is my third language. I don't think about it. I was just making a joke. Oh, yeah, most well, technically, uh, if you really want to be technical, it's my second. It's my second language. When I grew up, I learned Portuguese first, then English. Oh, there you go. Um, but that's just because my gra- uh, my grandparents didn't lo- didn't uh, know a leak of English. But that's all that's always talked in the house. Um. Anyway, I cut you off. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> um. But yeah, Chris Mentz. Uh, he's basically veteran Warcraft, Starcraft, and Diablo designer. Um. He uh, Blizzard was able to bring him back as a creative advisor after several years away. Um. And from my understanding, with that is he just took some he took a break off because he was in what he was at Blizzard since the '90s working on shit. So he's like, I'm gonna spend some time with my family and just took a break from the industry for a while. Yeah, pretty much. I think when he when he left, it was what he was 23 years with the company at that point. Yep, it's a long freaking time. So that was in 2016. So count backwards. And after we talked, about- you don't really have to. Well, no. Well, even then, think of, if people really think about it, uh, the amount of time that from the previous podcast, the amount of time people put into these games and the long hours and not being at home, especially contractors and stuff like that, that's a lot of freaking time. Blame yeah. him. I mean, he the dude was on a lot of projects and he did a lot of stuff there. So yeah, I think he's well deserved. Absolutely. Um. And not to mention, even though when he left, he uh, it's not like he wasn't busy. He ended up starting his own uh, tabletop gaming company. That's cool. I had no idea. I've heard of Warchief Gaming, too, and I didn't know that was him. 
<laughs> now, now tell me a little bit more about a uh, little uh, as like a little side and a little more about War Chief Gaming as a um, as how is his tabletop stuff working? I mean, he made the game Ouroboros Coils of the Serpent. That's what it is. There's different companies that make different tabletop games, and his company just happened to make that one. Ah, uh, okay. Um, you're talking about, like, their version of D&D, or their... So when you say tabletop, it's not necessarily just D&D. D&D is a tabletop game, but there are also, like, really involved games, too. Like, Warhammer is another D&D-esque game, but then you also have, like, board games that are tabletop games as well. Like, there was a uh, a Doom board game that I would classify as a tabletop game. You are basically, you have a DM who c controls the demons and stuff that spawn in the game, and the other people play the marines that go through certain levels that you create as they go. Risk is a tabletop game as well. Yeah. So, yeah. anything like that, basically. Oh, that's not bad. That's that's a different change. That's definitely a different change of pace from World of Warcraft. Well, along the same, along the still same game design. Yeah. yeah, still game design. Fair enough. But yeah, it's uh, uh, but by the sounds of it, it sounds like they're bringing him on for World of Warcraft first, and then gonna start. Uh, he's gonna start uh, filtering into other stuff as well while he while he's at it. Must have needed the extra help. So, and definitely must have sweetened the pot really well for him to come out and come off that kind of hiatus. Oh, that's cool. He was a writer on Warcraft Three: Reign of Chaos. He also created Soldier Seventy Six for Overwatch. I did not know that. That's cool. Um, and apparently, he was, when he was the voice of Thrall. One, I wonder if that's the same picture of the orc that's floating around when they announced his coming back. The voice of Thrall, one of their most important orc characters. There's this big orc dude with like a big black beard just holding onto an axe on his shoulder. So I'm wondering if that was the character he voiced. Maybe. Hold on. Let me see if I can look that up really quick. Wrong. Oh, Warcraft. Is. Yeah, I believe so. Because the second I looked it up, it was... I don't know how well you can see it. I think that's him. Interesting. That's cool. Dude was prolific. <laughs> Come back, dude. I can't imagine how uh, tumultuous it might feel, too, considering everything that's going on with Activision Blizzard and the acquisition. Or I wonder if they're not even paying attention to it. They're just, like, business as usual. Probably. And that already figured, hey, I'm going to come back. Might as well be while the merger's going on and be like, yeah, can't get any worse. It could, but... <laughs> don't want it to <laughs> I like that you're like it could get worse I'll go down the toilet <laughs> so basically it for the news besides like apparently I didn't read the article but uh, on IGN apparently uh, 
they had an interview with Kojima, and he said that after the COVID pandemic, he basically rewrote Death Stranding 2 story. I'm very curious as to why, though. I did not read through the article, really, so I don't have an answer for you. But I'm wondering, it, it, there was a quote that stood out that said he doesn't want to predict the future anymore. So I wonder how much this pandemic tied into what he had written for the story of the second game. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that could, throw, that could throw people off. Well, that's the reason. You saw the trailer. One of the taglines from it was like, was it a good idea to reconnect or something like that? Jesus. Was, uh, I don't know. Hey, listen, that type of stuff happens all the time. Look at freaking, for example, Lilo and Stitch and... Um, um, Aliens? Get in the Winter Soldier. No, Lilo... What? The, you know the flight, the, the flight scene with the spaceships at the end? Um, instead of them, instead of flying the the big red alien ship, actually they were actually supposed to be flying a um, uh, an airplane through a city. This was, uh, the move. Uh, the movie uh, was still in development when nine eleven happened. Oh shit! Okay. They 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 backtracked that scene big time and redid it. So, um. Oh, events make a big difference, or even um, the pandemic affecting uh, Cap Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That one was, mm -hmm. from what I heard, the original script um, was to have some type of virus or going on or something like that. It was supposed to be a big plot point, and because of the pandemic, they rewrote it. Yeah, probably a good idea. life things affecting other sh shit in the media <laughs> and you can't know. avoid it <laughs> no everybody. i'm not gonna say say bye mike because you always do bye mike Mike. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> gonna do it yeah yeah <laughs> so in a in a week we're we're obviously because christmas here we're not going to do our normal episode, but we're going to pre-record a special one talking about what came out this year and what we enjoyed and pick our own game of the year, if you want. And then we'll, uh, we'll talk about what's coming out next year and see what we're excited about. Sounds good to me. Cool. Hey, Mike, where can people find us? You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter. Where else can we be found? <laughs> and Instagram. <laughs> And if you're not listening to us on Spotify, you can find us on Spotify. <laughs> if you're not listening to us on Spotify, you can find us on Spotify, yes. On Google and Apple and Anchor as well. All on that is all Ramble Pack Pod for the socials. Please check us out. Easy. <laughs> yes. Well, on Facebook, it's, it's just our name, the Ramble Pack Podcast. We're on there. Come join the conversation. We're lonely. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> in all seriousness, yeah. Join, join out. Uh, tell us what you think, and uh, what do you what do you suggest we talk about uh, in the future? Uh, definitely. Sure, get, if you uh, find any interesting news stories that we didn't find out, send them our way. We'll talk about them. 
Absolutely. We'll be glad we'll gladly give you our opinion. You may not like it, but we'll give it to you. <laughs> I'll be quiet. You can do that. <laughs> I'll just observe. Alright, I got I got people against me for, for butchering shit, so yeah, it works. Hey, you're fine. Alright, everybody. Okay, bye. <laughs>